Welcome into another edition of The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm your host, Chris Brooklier. We're coming to you a day after the Super Bowl, so of course, what are we going to talk about but live sports? Paramount streamed the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus for the first time ever, of course, alongside the CBS broadcast. Now, something wild I didn't even know about until researching for this podcast is the first Super Bowl ever streamed was on NBCSports.com back in 2012. Obviously, we've come a long way since then, but that's much farther in the past than I would have expected. The Super Bowl came days after another bombshell announcement in the sports world that Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are combining powers to create a super sports streaming bundle, which I wrote about for The Current. It's expected to launch this fall. 14 linear channels from the three networks will be available on the service, offering a massive amount of live sports and a huge change in the fragmented way of streaming sports right now. Analysts from City estimate that 55% of live sports events in the U.S. are broadcast on those three networks, potentially meaning that users would get the most access to live sports on a single streaming platform. It was only a few weeks ago that the last big landmark in live sports streaming happened when Peacock had huge success with the first ever NFL playoff game exclusively streamed. My colleague Travis Clark wrote about that and where the future could go, And we both recently wrote stories about sports for The Current, so I'm excited to chat with him about it all. Travis, hey, how you doing? Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. First time this year. (laughs) Yes, a triumphant return. Right off the top, you know, how do you think that we'll see live sports evolve in the streaming space, you know, as we get into the future? Yeah, um, I think we already kind of saw a snippet of it uh, last week with Fox, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Disney's ESPN, um, they announced uh, a joint sports streaming service that will launch later this year in the fall. You know, that could be what really drives the nail in the coffin for cable. You know, I also think Netflix could become more invested in live sports, depending on how its deal with WWE goes. So, you know, those are kind of the two biggest factors right now that we'll have to watch in terms of the future of streaming. Yeah, I'm curious what you think about this streaming venture between these three big companies. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think the scale is really the differentiator for this streaming service because they're combining forces as opposed to just saying, hey, we have this sport on our on our app, right? Now, you, you were talking about how this could lead to the dissolution of cable, but Bob Iger and Lachlan Murdoff, the Fox CEO, said that they don't see that. So I, I guess it'll be... We'll kind of have to see where it goes. When we look back, it was only really in the 1980s that cable started rising up, and then ESPN got an NFL game, and then people were, I think, at the same time furious, as you mentioned at the top of your Peacock article about, oh man, fewer people are going to be able to watch these games. So are we just seeing somewhat of like a similar transition? Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of people have already been comparing streaming to cable for some time, especially with the rise of bundling and advertising. So sports just seem seems like the logical next step in that shift. Cable was able to reach millions of households for decades, and streaming could do the same, especially with sports making that shift. But I also think it'll take some consolidation to become more of a long-term sustainable business. You know, subscriptions are expensive, and maybe, you know, people don't want all those subscriptions in their household, especially as you know, more companies like Disney and Netflix clamp down on account sharing. And we're already starting to see some consolidation with Disney starting to integrate Hulu into Disney Plus. 
Showtime and to Paramount Plus. So, you know, all the, I think all these things are a sign of more of what will come. So we had the Peacock game that was in a couple weeks ago. Summer Olympics is coming up on Peacock. You know, do you think all of these offerings are basically Peacock just trying to keep people on the app until months and months at a time? Peacock in particular seems like it's benefiting from live sports. This analytics company, Antenna, released some data recently that said that the NFL playoff game that was exclusive to Peacock generated almost 3 million signups for the service. Um, and they said that that was the biggest subscription event that it's measured. So yeah, I, I'd say, you know, back to your initial point, the Olympics could be huge for Peacock, but then it's about, you know, what the next big event is, you know, after the summer, football is right around the corner. Again, people I've talked to predict that, you know, the big numbers for this NFL playoff game could mean that we'll see even more exclusive streaming NFL games, maybe Peacock, maybe somewhere else. But they that was obviously a win for both sides, I think. It seems like sports are being positioned as these by these big streamers as, you know, the big differentiator going forward. But also we know that they're expensive, right? They get in the billions. You know, Wall Street Journal estimated or reported that the NBA rights could be close to $8 billion a year, which would be, you know, around triple what it is now. So how can you view sports as a driver to your streaming service versus the cost of acquiring them? It's obviously a long-term investment for these more traditional media companies. You mentioned earlier that, you know, that joint venture is, you know, these legacy media companies teaming up, putting, you know, combining their powers I think that is very instrumental for them to compete against, especially the tech companies like Amazon and Apple that are already kind of snagging up sports rights. Amazon has Thursday night football. Apple has made, you know, deals with Major League Soccer and Major League Baseball. So I think these media companies like Disney and Warner Brothers, I think they see you know, if they team up, then, you know, that benefits them in the long run. Yeah. And we, we heard Lachlan Murdoch say on the earnings call that for now, they have no plans to, to bid for sports rights together. But we'll, I think the, the NBA media rights still will be a great test to see you know, what comes in the future. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be tracking it all here on The Current, <laughs> as we always do. For sure. For sure. Great chatting with you, Travis. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Next, here's our roundup of what's making news across the internet. The Athletics' Richard Deitch did a deep dive into whether the Super Bowl will ever be exclusively streamed. The NFL has remained steadfast that distribution is the biggest key to its strategy, but it's worth noting here that it has been a leader in streaming games. While many quoted in the story said it was unlikely, but wouldn't rule it out, Michael Nathanson, co-founder of the research firm Moffat Nathanson, believes with how streaming is trending, there's a pretty good chance that we will see a Super Bowl exclusively streamed in our lifetime. But no one will really know until 2034 when the NFL's media rights deal expires. And finally, we're capping off this episode with one last thing. Jumping back to the massive sports streaming bundle that Disney's part of, Disney CEO Bob Iger told CNBC that all the company's moves the past few years have been leading to this moment. 
all of these things are prepared for us to pivot as well as the world changes, as the world is disrupted. And by the way, I'd rather be a disruptor than to be disrupted. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all these stories plus more, check out thecurrent.com. And of course, please like and subscribe on YouTube, plus leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And if you want to hear more from The Current, listen to The Current Podcast, where we interview some of marketing's biggest leaders about their keystone career moments and where the industry is going next. We'll see you next week.